across the world, real estate agents are underachieving. They're missing out on millions of dollars in commissions. My name is Pat Hyben, and in the past 27 years, I've sold over 6,000 homes, selling over a billion dollars in real estate volume. My plan is to interview agents from across the world and help all agents create their destiny. Happy Friday, Rockstar Nation. Boy, we have a great guest today. I'm excited to get on to this show. But uh, first, next week is going to be crazy. We have Chandler Crouch, the young Chandler Crouch on the show. He is making things happen in Texas like nobody's business. That's Monday. Then uh, Wednesday, I got Allie Merrill Gothberg. She's with Amherst Madison Real Estate. And she focuses on luxury listings. Her listings have been on The View. Yep, The View with Whippy Goldberg and Barbara Walters and all that. She's also on House Hunters, and she is doing some really good things in the luxury market, so you want to catch that. Uh, Bob Zachmeyer's on Friday. He's out of Tucson, Arizona. He basically tells us how he left his corporate job and, and uh, was able to, in about four years, uh, go to 600 units a year. Yeah, in, in a four-year period, go to 600 units a year. That's going to be a great show. I am actually calling or recording this today from the airport in Houston. I just got off an eight-day father-daughter trip with my daughter. A lot of people wonder how I'm able to do this stuff. You know, how I'm able to uh, take these incredible vacations and do these incredible things. And, you know, at the end of the day, it all goes back to what I said and what I have said in the past is, you know, let's bust our ass selling houses as I did earn commissions, take those commissions and put them into rental real estate and things that are horizontally paying you line by line rather than vertically. Meaning if you made 100 grand last year in real estate and you're trying to make 105 the next year, 110 the next year, that's vertical. You know, we all do that and I did that. But eventually I saw the light and saw that if I wanted to have a life and I wanted to you know, retire young, which I did at 46 years old and, and just lived off my horizontal income, my rental properties and my companies and my things that pay me sideways, that I had to start investing. And so my goal is for everybody listening to become an investor as well as a top real estate agent. Uh, and that's where I tend to have, you know, flippers and um, uh, buy and hold people and stuff like that on the show because I want... Uh, you guys to think about that in addition to thinking about, you know, selling two more houses every year. Um, you know, I, I, I do not want anybody listening to the show, any of the Rockstar Nation, to be knocking on Fizbo's doors at 87 years old. Um, it's just nowhere to be, and uh, we got to start thinking about it sooner rather than later. So, so anyways, I'm living what I preach and uh, just got off an eight-day hiking trip with my youngest daughter and it was a blast it was um, a great quality time spent probably the best quality time we've spent as father and daughter ever so I enjoyed it and I highly recommend anybody do that with kids the one-on-one -on -one vacations uh, are a whole different dynamic family vacations are great but man these one-on-one -on -one vacations are just incredible my buddy uh, and mentor in the family world Mark Swagger does this he has three daughters and he does this every single year takes one daughter one-on-one -on -one and takes them somewhere and uh, after talking to him and after having 
on the show the uh, the, the family board member family board meeting uh, if you remember that episode the family board member book um, it was actually Jim Shields from uh, episode 232 talking about the family board meeting if you remember that one or if you haven't you definitely want to listen to that but Jim talks about how to bond with your kids and you know I learned a lot from him on that show and uh, that's why I created this eight-day trip uh, with her where we just completely bonded so I highly recommend you listen to 232 and, and follow my footsteps because it, this is a trip I'll never forget that was a great episode and and I decided to do it on my own so I encourage you to do it too Hey, by the way, listen, as you guys know, I'm really uh, moving forward on a couple of these products, the Listing University and the Team Building University, and um, I have some virtual assistants that are, are putting things together for me right now in that realm, but I am looking for an assistant somewhere in North America that, um, that probably that could... Um, that maybe understands real estate a little bit, but more importantly, that understands uh, some of the digital world or could grow to understand the digital world with regards to marketing and social media and can help me grow this university, can help me grow this new company um, from the ground up. And uh, and it could be a part-time job. It could be, uh, certainly my hope is that it will turn into a full-time job, but I'm looking for someone that can spit nails, you know, somebody that is really good, that's into it, that can get things done and uh, come along for the ride with me. So if you, if this sounds like you or it sounds like somebody you know, have them send me a resume to uh, my personal email, which is pat at hyben, P-A-T at H-I-B-A-N.com, pat at hyben.com. Have them reach out to me. Uh, I'd love to talk to them. So without further ado, let's jump on to the show. Happy Friday, everybody. Hope you have a great weekend. Hope you list and sell a lot of real estate this weekend and i will talk to you next week i promise bye-bye okay rockstar nation we have a great returning guest from syracuse new york chip hodgkins is on the phone and and man chip has some very very interesting topics to talk about and he's going to tell us basically how he his january was the best year best month ever how it doubled last january and he only did one thing differently and we're going to dig deep into that and so without further ado chip welcome back to pat hyman interviews real estate rock stars hey pat how you doing good to talk to you you too boss so chip why don't you tell our audience a little bit about yourself so they can get to know you better well first of all i'm in the syracuse market Syracuse, New York market, and Syracuse is going for the final four right now. All right. Hopefully that doesn't time stamp this, this interview too much, but hey, we're, we're, we're really proud here in Syracuse. <laughs> <laughs> so we, I work with uh, in ERA, Hunt ERA, and uh, right now we're number one in New York State and number 13th in the nation, and uh, we're, growing, uh, we're growing a lot. It's, it's a really fun time to be. The market's not growing. But my business is because of all the marketing that we join. That's great. So, and how long you been in the biz? Fifteen years. Okay. And um, you're before I got into real estate, I, I started and uh, sold five different businesses. And you and I've talked, but between uh, 
ten, ten, uh, between $100,000 and $75 million and uh, sold them and done very well and then got into real estate kind of as a, as a hobby and took, o- took over as a major career change and just absolutely love it. So uh, how many houses did you sell last year? About 125. Okay. And um, before um, we started recording, you and I started talking about buyers of today and how you know their expectations and 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 how they buy houses and what they buy has drastically changed even in the last five or six years and i i wanted to dig into that um to start out so why don't you tell our audience what you were telling me okay so there's this chasm between buyers and sellers right now and a lot of it has to do with the age the average age of a buyer is 32 to 42 years of age the average age of a seller is 57 to 75 years of age. Okay, so let's 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 simplify that. So the average age of a of a buyer today, and this is uh, United States, I guess, right? Yes. 37 years old. Average age of a seller 60 what 66 something like that. Sure. Okay. Sure. So the buyers. So 30 years almost difference. Go ahead. Right. So the buyers are looking at things totally different than the sellers. And what the, the biggest difference is, is the buyers are that entitled buyer that's had everything done to their wants and wishes, not necessarily to their needs, but to their wants and wishes. The sellers have always done things to their needs and maybe their wants and wishes. So, what, so the buyers, everything's designed towards their wants and wishes. And so if a seller has a house that, the hardwood floors need to be refinished a little bit. The countertops are dated, and the master bathroom definitely is dated. They think there's nothing wrong with it. Let the buyers take care of it. And a 32 to 42-year-old buyer or a 37-year-old buyer walks in and goes, "Oh my gosh, they don't even—they're not even really trying to sell this house." <laughs> <laughs> this is so true. I mean, this is so, and, and, and I think about this. Why is this, right? Like, I think about my family and, and the younger people that I know. I'm 50, and uh, so I have, you know, I have good friends on both sides of this spectrum. Um, but you're 100% right. I mean, they're, they're sp- for lack of a better way to put it, we've spoiled the younger generation. Not we, but the society has and is one way to look at it. Another way to look at it is the uh, other generation is um, they work too hard, right? They don't, they, well, the you don't the need buyer, to do that. Right? The way the, the, the sellers, the, these people that are in their uh, 60s and 70s, the way they bought is so different. They would buy something that needed work. Say they buy a $200,000 house, and if they put $10,000 into updating, it's going to be worth 250000 well, the buyers of today, they'd rather pay 250000 and not have to do any projects. Yeah. I mean, there, there, was a, there, there was a pride, right, in mowing the lawn. There was a pride in fixing up your own house. I don't, that pride doesn't exist or, or, or is harder to find in the lower. They don't care. There's no pride in, in mowing my damn yard. No, there's pride in getting it just the way you, you know, I bought this house. I didn't have to do a thing to it. It's perfect for me. Right. That's what you hear today. Instead of, I bought this house, and I brought in my, my uncle and my cousin, and, and, and we, we gutted the bathroom. We put a whole new bathroom in. That was that generation. That's not this generation. So, I get, so the next question is, 
what bridges yeah what do you do about it yeah what's the, what's the bridge between these two so really the seller has to realize that to make it's not to increase the value of their home it's to make their home sellable to this new generation they've got to they've got to spend some money on the kitchen and the master bath and maybe even painting so i i can take a living room the dining room an office and a kitchen and if we put like the hottest gray color with white trim everywhere I can make that house look like it's 2016 in those rooms instantly. And you're not spending a lot of money. But then you've got to do some work to the kitchen. You've got to do some work to the master bathroom. And you can go to Lowe's or Home Depot or any of the hardware stores right now, and you can buy vanities for like $400 installed that look hot and brand new. <laughs> and so that's that's what that's what's going to bridge this gap now for these between the sellers and the buyers. So the well, thing, why why do you think that this has changed drastically in the last decade though? Because of that entitled buyer. Um, back in before t they aged into the market all of a sudden. Um, they you know everyone was talking about the entitled buyer. Well, ten years ago that they didn't they were still in high school. Yeah, yeah. In college. Yeah. Now. Now they're buying houses. Right. Interesting. Okay, so go back. What was what's the second thing you could do if you're a seller? So fix up the house or lower the price because it's it the the price of the home is based on price or condition. I can either increase the condition or I can lower the price. The right. problem is if it isn't what they would what a buyer would consider sellable, you have to lower the price way more then you'd have to spend if you just want to bring the condition up. Yeah, so you got to essentially tell your seller, this is what you're dealing with, right? This yeah. is your avatar. This is your buyer, 37, <laughs> you know? And they'll be like, yeah, I know, you know, some people in their 30s. And say, okay, great, think about them, you know? Are they willing to, you know, build this two-car garage out back that you built? No, they would never do that. So I, I tell all my sellers, buyers of today do not want to buy anything that looks, acts, or smells like their parents. So if, if it's their parents' car, they don't want to buy that car. If it's their parents' house, they don't want to buy that, or their grandparents' house. God forbid. I walk into houses and there's still doilies on, on, underneath, you know, on top of tables underneath a plant or something like that. You're like, <laughs> n no buyer of today is going to buy their grandparents' house or their or their parents' house, and and so that's the biggest thing that we've got to we've got to continue to educate the sellers on. So uh, okay, so let's go to the other side. How do you educate the buyers, or do you just not? Well, it you try to tell them that. Look, all we got to do is for $6,000, we can put new countertops on this. Or for $15,000, we can put new countertops here. And we can put it, we, so you're buying this and we can get it down so low that you're, you're adding enough value in that if you put $15,000 into the house, you're making $30,000 worth of equity instantly on the house. Yeah. And I think these flipping shows on television, uh, you know, and, and there's like seven of them now, right? There's so many of these shows help, right? Because they make it seem commonplace and they make it seem uh, everything in a house temporary, 
walls, you know, rooms, everything is temporary. Oh, we can, you know, we can put a closet there or we can put a bathroom there. So from a real estate point of view, what is it that you don't like about this house? Well, it's all chopped up. It's too compartmentalized. Okay. So if I took this wall down between the kitchen and the formal dining room, we took that whole wall down and we got rid of all the cabinets and we put a, an island in right there. So you replace all the cabinets that you took out, put an island in right there. We opened the whole thing up. Oh, my God, I didn't realize you could do that. Boom. Yeah, that, then you got them. But you got to have the right buyer who wants to do a project because most buyers don't want to do projects. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's that's fascinating. I, I think that's, uh, that's a great uh, conversation piece indeed. And uh, I'm glad you're figuring out how to bridge that. So how many did you sell in January last year? Uh, in this year or last yeah, year? Yeah, yeah, uh, last year because I want to compare it to this year. Last year we sold six. Four, okay. Sorry, we sold four houses last year. Okay. Uh, in January. And, you know, it was a heavy snow. It was really cold. But this year we sold 12. So you 3X'd your January. What's you, that? You, no, so we, we sold four last year. Yeah. And this year we sold 12. 12, that's amazing. How? Yeah. Well, the only thing that I can attest it to is uh, I, my wife and I, we believe in giving back to the community. So I always believe in finding something that's really going to be a great hot event and tagging on to it. So we knew that Star Wars was going to be this great event that everybody, everybody wanted to see it. Uh, people's parents and people's young kids, uh, men and women combined, they, everybody wanted to see this. So... And we, my wife and I, like children's charities. So we, we asked Make-A-Wish if we could rent out a movie theater, if they would promote it, and we would give all the money to Make-A-Wish. And then we went to the movie theaters, and we said, listen, I want to rent out the movie theater. They said we could, on December 28th, we could rent out the movie theater. So we rented out the largest movie theater in Syracuse. And um, everybody got uh, the movie, small popcorn and a small soda for free if they donated $25 to Make-A-Wish. We filled up the movie theater and we sold out the movie theater and we raised $11,800 for Make-A-Wish in that one event. Now, Make-A-Wish sent out to their whole constituency. The Chip Hodgkins team of Real Estate ERA is uh, doing this. Uh, Please buy a ticket and, and enjoy it. And I sent out Make-A-Wish and the Chip Hodgkins team of Hunt Real Estate is going to be doing this combined event. So my name got ex- exposed to people that I never would have been able to touch. Uh, their constituents, there's about 6,000 to 8,000 people that they emailed it out to and put it up on their Facebook and their whole social media campaign. And they got all my database. So Everybody in my database, about 12,000 people, um, plus social media and everything, and that all went out to my database. So Make-A-Wish got exposure to my database. My, the only thing that I did was different last year, over, or this year over last year, was in December I did that event. And I did, uh, I did 14 listings in January. I've never done over seven listings in January. So I doubled the amount of listings that I took in January. Wow. Um, 
Okay, so tell me about the free radio press that you got uh, throughout the month of December. So for the three weeks prior to, uh, to the event, uh, the radio stations, uh, I advertised on two different radio stations. One gave me 35 PSAs, uh, public service announcements, about the event. For free. They said, we're going to do a public service announcement. Yes, it was just a pu- and it can't be an ad. You know, there's certain FAA rules um, that you you got to be not FAA, um, FCC, FCC rules ab- about PSAs versus advertising. So they can't be an ad. But anyway, so they put this out and they talk about the fact that this event's happening. Um, and then it was on it was on the local TV. Uh, uh, you know, they have a Saturday morning show where you know these are the events that are happening. And so it got that. I mean, that's there was 35 on one uh, radio station, uh, 17 on another radio station, plus four times on TV, and I didn't have to pay for any of it. Um, and neither did Make a Wish. Make a Wish didn't have to pay for any of it. So it was great exposure, and, and it's real feel good. And we raised eleven thousand eight hundred dollars for Make a Wish because of it. That was phenomenal. But now we're doing this new thing. Every transaction I do, I'm going to give 17.5% of my commission to David's Refuge. It's a local charity here in in the central New York area. Well, for uh, the month of March, we've been promoting the fact that we're going to be doing this in the month of April. I have six properties that are waiting to list their home with me until the beginning of April because they want to be a part of this because oh. 17 an, an amount equal to 17.5% of my commission is going to go to Davis Refuge. Yeah, which is a huge amount. A lot of people listen and be like, "Damn, that's that's my profit." Right? I mean, um okay, so let let's talk about this. So first of all, what's Davis Refuge? Davis Refuge is a charity and they they their tagline is they care for the caregiver. So if you have a, a child that has, is terminally ill or has a, a, a severe handicap, you as a couple or as caregivers have not taken any time for yourself. Mm. So you can go to David's Refuge and they will give you a weekend for free of spa treatments, movies, dinners, breakfasts. You're basically at a bed and breakfast in the area. There are seven different bed and breakfasts that they are associated with. And they feed and fulfill life back into the caregivers so that at the end of the weekend, they can go back and be a better caregiver to their children. Wow. And they, they, they breathe, breathe life back into the, into the couple. Okay, so, and then, so how do you get the word out that you're going to give a, a 17.5%. significant... 17.5%. Yeah, 17.5%. How, how do you get this word out? How do people know about this? So... Did a quick little video on my iPhone with the executive director of David's Refuge. We put it out onto, um, we did an ad campaign on Facebook. We had over, in one day, in 24 hours, we had over 5,000 views of that, uh, of that video. They put it out. They did an ad on Facebook. Their ad got 3,000 views on Facebook. We've been soft promoting it, um, on uh, over the past two weeks about it uh, I'm talking about it on social media talking about it on the radio because I, I again I advertise on two different radio stations and the radio announcers are saying hey listen if you're thinking of selling your house in the month of April 
Chip Hotchins is doing this great program for David's Refuge, and they talk about it. Um, so it's getting radio play. Now, again, I've got six people that I never would, I, I probably never would have had the opportunity to do business with. And David's Refuge is going to get 17.5% of that, or an amount equal to 17.5% of that commission. And I'm going to get the, but it's, it's a commission that I probably would never have gotten. Yeah, yeah. And, and they're saying, hey, you know, Chip, we want to wait till April um, because of this, because we want to be part of it. Yeah. Right. I mean, I've got one that um, I listed last week, and they say, because of David's Refuge, we don't want you to put it into the MLS until April 1st. Mm-hmm. Great. Absolutely. No problem. So my goal is to raise about $22,000 for David's Refuge in the month of April. Do you let people know that? My goal yeah. is to raise 22000 yeah. Okay. Yep. That's great. That's, that's great. A published, that's a published goal. That's awesome. That's awesome. And it's working. It's working. That's great. And, and, and so if this works, getting, I mean, it sounds like you're doing it every quarter now, almost. Something different. Well, yeah. You know, it's, it's turning into a plan. Yeah, it's turning into a plan because it's working yeah. so well, and it's a win-win, right? It's a win-win for the charity. Oh. Charity wants you back. Uh, you know, Make-A-Wish loves you. David's Refuge loves you. Sellers love you, uh, and and you're tripling your, your volume in that month. And, well, we, we tripled the volume in February also. So there was a, we, we did it in January. Wow. We, we did a great December, month yeah. in January. We had a great month in February. We had a better month this year than we had last year in March. So the other thing is the radio station. I didn't mention this. The radio stations are going to do PSAs for the month of April about this as well, and they're committing uh, each to do over 30 PSAs. So that's 60 PSAs about the Chip Hodgkins team and David's Refuge. So the good news is David's Refuge, which doesn't have a budget to get their name out there, their name's going to be out there six, over 60 times on local radio stations, and they never would get that exposure if I, didn't, if I wasn't doing this program. Hmm. Plus, they're also going to get some money out of it. Wow, wow. Yeah, that's great. I love it. I love it, yeah. And, and what I'll do is I'll, I'll find that, uh, or I'll get it from you, that, that YouTube video, and a, or, or a couple of them, and put them on hybendigital.com backslash chip Hodgkins2, and that's H-O-D-G-K-I-N-S, chip. C H I P Hodgkins two, um, so people can see it and they can uh, duplicate it. Man, that that that's amazing. Um, very good, very good. Well, it sounds like you're you're coming up with some real creative things, and uh, you have some really neat ideas. Anything else out there currently that uh, you have plans for this year that you're excited about? We're going to do a um, at the uh, beginning of school. So we're talking way into September, but we're planning on it now. Um, the first Thursday of school in central New York, we're going to give away 500 pizzas <laughs> and, so, and, and soda to uh, anybody who uh, stops by. you got to order it in advance. They're going to have two different types of pizza that they can order, you know, pepperoni or plain cheese, yeah. uh, a certain type of soda. And... All the money that and and you can um, donate money for your pizza, and all the money is going to go to Make a Wish. Okay. Uh, 
so wait a minute. So, so that, school starts, let's say, September 1st, right? And, and herein lies, you know, you, you come making it into a plan because the next quarter or so coming up, the school yeah. starts end of August, whatever. How's this work? Like, how's how, how do you how are you correlating first day of school with coming to get the pizzas? Getting so it's, you know, it's tell me the, the whole first plan. Day of school, it's the first Thursday, so I don't want it to be a Friday because that's too busy and and it's the first weekend that school's in and everybody's crazy and everything like that. But the Thursday before, you know. Families are busy, so all, all you got to do is swing by our office on your way home and pick up your pizza. So there's going to be a window of time. You're going to call in or, or go online. Sorry, you're going to go online, not call in. You're going to go online, and you're going to say, I want pepperoni, and I'll be able to stop by at 445. And we only have so many slots at 445 that you can come in and, and pick it up because our, our parking lot's just going to be filled. And we've got uh, vendors that are going to be there and um, – helping hand out the pizza to people as they're driving through. They've ordered their pizza, and we're just asking people, you know, hey, look, if you donate $25 for the uh, pizza and soda for the whole family, all that money goes to Make-A-Wish. 100% of it goes to Make-A-Wish because the pizzas and the sodas are already paid for. Um, and if you give $2 or if you give $50, great, thank you. Um, and so you come by, you drive by, you pick up your pizza on your way home, uh, it's going to be a two-hour window when you can come pick up. The pizza, uh, the pizza shop has guaranteed us that they're going to keep uh, circling around and keep delivering pizzas to us throughout the whole time. And we'll, we have the order, we'll have the orders in advance so we know how many pizzas we've got. Uh, we're only committed up to 500 people, though, about 500 pizzas. And, and so tell me about the deal you worked out with the pizza guy. Well, he's given us a super discount, first of all. And I've got my, my vendors are, are uh, chipping in. So out of pocket, it's really not that much out of pocket for me. Hmm. And um, Go ahead. And he's, you know, he's you basically just sat down with a local pizza guy? Or is it like yeah. a Domino's or Papa John's or something? No, it's a local pizza guy. Okay. And so he's getting, he's getting a ton of exposure for this. And... Um, so he gets a free exposure, right? People to get to try out his pizza and be like, damn, this is good pizza. We should get it next time, too, because pizza is right. a recurring act. Right. Yeah. And then he's getting exposure, and then uh, your vendors are chipping in. The, you know, it's part of their charitable giving, and they're doing you a solid, so you want to give them business. And the, the pizza guy, actually, he actually couldn't handle all 500 so what he's doing is he's using excess oven space at one of his one of his goomba one of his buddies <laughs> that he's, <laughs> he's he's borrowing. He's, guy goes, listen, yeah, this on a Thursday night I never use my oven that much, so you can use my oven. So he's just gonna, but he's they're gonna be using his sauce, his dough, his everything. That's he's awesome. using the other guy's uh, excess capacity, and we we worked this all out. It's it's. Yeah, all, all for the benefit all, of kids, you know. All for the benefit of Make a Wish. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Yeah, I love the idea, and I love the idea that you that you would do it, you know, several times a year, and then you would just be known as the realtor who gives, and that people want to do business with people who give. Yeah, and, especially know, to the community. You know what I mean? The local community. Yeah. 
but what's great is that the exposure that the charities are getting is so much more because it's not just about donating money to the charity it's also about doing something with the charity they want your money definitely but they want your involvement they want your commitment and um we're we're able to do it this way and it drives juice into it you know it gets the blood flowing into the charity and gets other people thinking too you know hey maybe we should do a car wash or maybe we should do this or you know what i mean rather than just writing the check it gets other people thinking that might not normally write a check how can we quote-unquote raise money for you know david's refuge so every charity in every community is going to the same pockets. You know, everybody goes to Chase Bank. Everybody goes mm, to yeah. Carrier Corporation or to Apple or when everybody goes and asks for donations. Their pockets aren't as deep as they used to be. Maybe Apple's is, but lots of companies and a lot of them have left. Different manufacturing areas have have left uh, their their community, so the pockets aren't as many and they're not as deep. So other people have to step up and give. And this is the way that I can step up and give. And it really doesn't cost me to give. And it, at the same time, it also benefits my business. Yeah. So by, yeah. by giving, I benefit the charity. I get the charity more exposure. I get them more money. And it benefits me because it also gives me some exposure. Wow. But we're doing it out of our heart, not out of our pockets. We yeah. just love doing it. We love, yeah. My wife right. and I, we just love doing it. Yeah, it's fulfillment at the end of the day, right? That's, Absolutely. That's why you're doing it. Even if you didn't get a single listing out of each time you did it, it's, it's the fulfillment of doing it. It's what you should be doing. I mean, that's, um, that's awesome. Well, I commend you. You have a, a beautiful soul, Chip, and, and uh, you're a force for good. So thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for sharing this plan. I can see agents out there across the world now doing the Chip Hopkins plan uh, for charitable real estate, uh, you know, whatever you want to call it, right? Um, yeah, it'd be great. Wouldn't that be great to see that happen all over the place? Yeah. Could you imagine if the fire spread and people said, you know what, I'm going to do that. Even if they did it once a year, not four times a year, or even if they did it, you know, once every other year, I mean, do something, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Super. Well, thanks so much, Chip, for coming back on. I wish the best of luck to you in Syracuse, and and uh, hopefully um, uh, we'll sit down and uh, break some bread face-to-face uh, -face in the future. Excellent. Look forward to talking to you again, Pat. Hey, have a great day. You Talk too, you buddy. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, I hope you have enjoyed this session of Real Estate Rockstars. I'm Pat Hyben, and I appreciate you spending time tuning in for some rock-solid advice. I encourage you to take action on something that you have connected with. These insights, along with goal setting, will help carry you to achieving your destiny. Visit hybendigital.com for resources, how-tos, ebooks, and so much more. Also, reach out to us on Twitter. My handle is at Pat Hyben. And don't forget, Rockstar Nation, keep rocking. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.